Good evening. This is the Josh and Joe podcast, perched high above the thirsty owl on a Monday night, no less. Rainy, prepared to turn snowy Monday night. Last time we said it wasn't going to snow much, even though they predicted 12 inches. Yeah. I think you texted and you said we angered the snow gods because it snowed. Well, all winter it's kind of been like that unfortunate you know woman who's expecting eight inches and they get four (laughs) that's been the story of the forecast for snow this year (laughs) i i almost spit out this really good bottle (laughs) of chianti all over the table it is so good Man, Monsanto? Monsanto. Monsanto. I love how you take charge on enunciation. It's the name of the chemical company that's killing all of our weeds. Monsanto really? produces... Well, uh, let's hope that it's not the same company. Right, I know. It's kind of a would be bad thing. ironic. Yeah. Alanis Morissette would say so. Yeah. Yeah. She sure would. <laughs> so, um, Josh, I know this is uh, was a quick one, but the theme for the day mm. is... The, the importance of maintaining self-identity and independence in a relationship. Oh. Now, we're going to get to that, but I do want to go and do a little rewind or recap. Uh, in the last podcast, we talked about dating apps. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple of text messages oh. um, as a result of the podcast. Yeah. And we did discuss what some of the ridiculous things people did uh, or how they communicated and one of them were uh, immediate d-pics dick pics Do you, is that really a thing is it really oh a thing my gosh yes <sighs> you don't get vagina pics no <laughs> you get boob pics though i bet mm, not unsolicited and i don't really ask for that oh i'd rather enjoy things in real life <laughs> I'm sure you would. So I don't go to strip clubs. I don't really enjoy going to strip clubs because I've been to the circus. I've seen the naughty bits. And quite often, the naughty bits I've seen are of higher quality than the ones at the strip club. No. What are you talking about? Who are you dating? Are you, su- are you suggesting I haven't, attra- I haven't dated attractive women? Like, what, what does that mean? But the the women at the strip clubs, at what? least well, high-quality ones. Are you talking about ones. Club Madonna in South Beach in Miami? Or are you talking about Double Vision, Double Vision over in Clifton Park? Oh, it stinks. Well, no. I mean, this, there, there's some, there are attractive women there, too. But I'm not dating the bottom 10% That's of women. That's true. Okay, I give you that. You did date a celebrity, which a lot of people ask me who that is. And I refuse to tell them your secret. A celebrity? You think it's singular? Oh, excuse me. (laughs) I'm just trying to create a lot of intrigue. That's right. That's right. The funny thing is the celebrity you did date, Mm. you didn't know that I would know who that is. And Uh, I thought she was the hottest thing when she was at her peak celebrity status. Yeah. So interesting. There's no slouch. There's no slouch. Magazine cover for those who want to be intrigued. Yes. Yes. I didn't say the Archie comics either, so... No, it was not a comic book character. That would make it weird. Okay, so back to the dating apps. One of the things that... Um, uh, one of the text messages I received was her worst experience on an app was oh a constant unsolicited dick pic. From the same guy? Yes. 
one of which was the hairiest oh. hook shape she has ever seen. Do you okay? So we talked about this in that episode. Yes. We talked about if when you get a bunch of different that's just that's probably a psychological disorder, right? Yes, I, I don't think you did say if that. You just keep sending that stuff and you're and it's unsolicited. Especially if it's an unattractive or unbecoming penis. Mm-hmm. Yes. A hook or a ladder. hairy There's one. A hook and ladder penis? Well, I don't even know what that means. Like hook and ladder. <laughs> what is happening with that? What does that even mean? Well, she said it was a very hairy penis and very, okay. capital V-E-R-Y, curved. She had never seen anything like it. And not in a good way. No, no, it was mortifying, apparently. I mean, I stop at the hairy. I see hair, and I'm gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the hook and ladder is not much of a seller either, is it? <laughs> no. And then, and then the second um, comment was, uh, you were correct. The thing that guys lie most about is their height. Yeah. Guy shows up very short. Yeah. Probably three or four inches shorter. So I've noticed that on a lot of... Um, these YouTube uh, shorts that I get, and I send a good bit of them too that annoy me. It seems that women are, are very frequently having um, this very strong preference for tall guys. Mm -hmm. I'm not super understanding that. So I get the genetic part, okay? You want to have um, attractive kids or but I, I don't understand just for the sense of him being tall. Now you're talking to a guy I'm six foot four. Yeah, right? so you don't really identify. When you talk about I, you know, I check that box for a lot of the females. I'm just trying to understand the why part of that, because hmm. if you're beyond, if you're not wanting to have children or you're beyond the age of having children, why do you care if the guy's tall or not? I mean, not five, not like five one and a half. Like <laughs> I understand that, right? Hmm. But let's say you're the average female. The average female is five three, five four. Yes. If you're, let's say you're five four, why are you going? Oh, he's got to be at least six foot tall. Like, what is that? Uh, I mean, I, I understand having a preference. It's fine. Yeah, it's a type. But why? Um, it's. I think it's just a type. That, I don't you're think not, it's you're not answer, more than that. You're not that. answering the question. Well, for me, I love you, Joe. For me, it's a type. I'm five foot, so I'm very short. And it makes no sense that you require someone who's above the average height when you yourself are four and a I half know. inches below the average height. I know. I used to dump guys because they were less than five. And I understand ten. that. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just trying to ask the why. So, so you want someone taller than average? Yeah. Six okay. foot minimum. So that means I have to. I I insist on having someone who is. 25% fitter than average. Does that make me an asshole because I don't want to date someone who's chubby? Like, what, is, what does that do? I just don't understand. I don't understand the height thing. Because mm. it doesn't... You can have someone like Tom Cruise is 5'6". Most people yeah. would call him handsome, right? Yeah, I'm a big Cruise fan, but too short. Like, I think Brad Pitt's probably 5'11", so he's like almost average height, a little yeah. bit taller than average, but not much, right? Yeah. So what does height... What is height having to do with it? Hmm. I don't know. I'm I trying just... to be Tina Turner. What's the... <laughs> that was really popular, that song. Oh, yeah. Was it Tina Turner? No. Yeah. Was it? The, absolutely. There was a movie with that title yeah. as well. Yeah. 
I don't. I, the only answer I can give What's you from my perspective here? is I just am attracted to taller guys, and maybe okay, it's so I can just thing. keep going. Yeah. If I go on a date, can't change my mind on it. And that. someone is not tall enough, I can tell her. You know what? You're just I hate to say it, you're just not tall enough. <laughs> you, you don't, don't have tell them. enough hair. You don't have. Why, if we're not worried about genetics, are we caring so much about height of a guy? Now, I'm not saying like a little person. Is that what you're supposed to call? <laughs> no, short people are short. Little no, 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 people. No, 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 no. Like midgets are now little. No, people. you can't say midgets. I know that's why they're called little people. That's what I just asked. I uh, yeah. Joe, not following. No, it's I'm okay. not. It's all right. Chianti. Okay, mm, it is delicious. It is delicious. And the beautiful artwork on the label. I'm not usually an artwork. I don't get suckered into that, but I got suckered into it, but this is tasty. It's beautiful. And I get really great reviews. All right. Um, all right. So, so we're just going to say preferences or preferences. I can only answer from my own opinion, my own perspective. And for me, it's just simply a preference because by the way, height doesn't necessarily mean they're bigger down there. So it's, you know, I I I get that wrong. Right, I get that wrong. I would have to take my lumps there, but I. <laughs> or I, not. <laughs> right, but I, it's for me. It's just a preference. It's, it's what preference. I like to look at. It's just a preference. How so shallow is that? At. Well, I don't know. I just that's the whole point. It's like it's something you can't control. Like you can you can control for the most part. There are some exceptions, but there aren't many. Yeah. You can control your fitness. Yes. You control your physique. Yeah. To a large extent. Mm-hmm. So. Why is it shaming someone's body type to say, I don't want to date someone who's unfit, but I can't possibly date someone who's under six foot, even though they can't control that? See where I'm going here? Yeah, see, I'm not All sure. I want you to do, Joe, is say, you got a point. And you, I'm tall. You do have a point, and it's unfair is yeah. what I'm also saying. I'm not saying. Brian Atlas, who's probably, you know... Tipping the scales at 5'6", 142. Yeah, and he's a small and guy. And he just needs to pound on these poor young women and say, Oh, you can't not date a short guy just because he's short. Uh, you know, yeah. like, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to get someone to date me at a terrible height of 6'4". I'm just saying, like, what's a preference? What is body shaming? Like, it's just, like, it's a, it's a delicate one. Very delicate. Oh, it's okay to like yeah. tall people. It's okay to like fit people. It's okay to not like fit people. Like whatever you want to do. Yeah. Maybe that's what we've established here in this six-minute diatribe. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's a type. It's a, you know, like they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Beer holder. I Beer think. holder. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So okay. So back on the, the top, b- back on our theme mm-hmm. of maintaining self-identity and independence in a relationship. Oh, are we done with the comments from the last one? I am. Okay, yeah. Cool. Unless Great. you have some from your posse. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. I uh, love this topic that we're going on. It it's it's both. Um, I think it's important and also speaks to the longevity of uh, relationships that sh- maybe should be longer, but this issue does come up. Mm-hmm. So so the overarching questions, or at least to set this up, um, is do you? Josh or others get swept up when you're in a new relationship? Do you find that you lose a little of your identity when you really like a partner? 
Um, do you get swallowed in the relationship? And does, does your sense of self disappear when you're in a relationship? Yeah, I think that's a y younger person conflict. But as we get older, mm. I just think exhibit A, if this were a uh, courtroom scene, would be taking solo trips or, you know, like heading out west and enjoying that. Mm -hmm. I think I am far less willing to budge on items such as, I think I hear such as, I think of that beauty pageant when I think it was like Miss South Carolina and they asked her a, a political question she had no idea and she just fumbled through the answer she's like such as as in such as do you have you never seen I've never that seen one? that one that's All sad right. though we're gonna look that up yeah. when you get when you get chatting I'm gonna look it up and maybe we can okay for the flying folks. I, I think that to lose one identity is is dreadful because mm -hmm. I think what happens is people are trying to accommodate the likes and interests and activities and professions of the people they're seeing mm -hmm. in a way to enhance the product that they're bringing to the table, their likability, right? Okay. And I think that as I've gotten older, I have adopted a phrase that, you know, I'm too old for that shit. I don't dance anymore. It doesn't mean literally dance. I do like to dance. Mm -hmm. Seiko and I danced again. We went to Walmart the other night and yeah. we crushed it. So they had the, the the security. When you walk in, there's this big security camera and this big screen, like just to show you that they're you're watching. not going to shoplift there. Right. Even though billions of dollars leave probably a Walmart store, you know, all over the country year in, year out. And Seiko and I cannot get past that screen without ripping like a moonwalk <laughs> or the wave <laughs> or you know i don't do any of the cheesy shit i don't do the sprinkler or the you know grocery part cart pickup like that's such a lame thing how about the staying alive staying water? alive i'll rip that i okay. got no problem okay. With that. Okay. but i mean i think I, my best work is the the arm wave i think the robot they're all hot. That's horrible. No, it is. If you do it right, it's not. That's not cheesy. Yeah, saying that's not cheesy at all. I mean, look at that. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's a that's a robo arm. If you ever saw one right there. Okay. I can grease it a little bit. Oh, now it's a different story. But you stroking yourself? Are you having a stroke? Maybe. Yes and yes. Yes. That's great. Oh my God! My robo arm doesn't look like that. No, I'm sorry, in Peter. That's the skier, I believe. In previous podcasts, you made mention <laughs> that I do am not pounding any cocktails. This time, Oof. I kind of am. Oh. So. Yeah, well, we've had a quarter of a glass. We're fine. Yeah. Um, no, but I do like to actually dance. The metaphoric. Yeah. I don't want to dance anymore. I don't want to, you know try to entertain or be something that I'm not. You know, like I'm not gonna do the dog and pony show for someone. I'm just gonna be me. Mm -hmm. And if that's attractive to someone, great. If it's not, that's great too. Okay. Life is good. I agree, but there What's are- What's the worst? I go out to, you know, out to the desert and have an awesome vacation, hiking and writing? Come on, yeah. man. Okay, so, Rewind a little bit because there are listeners out there who may find themselves to be in a position that they 
feel like they have to lose themselves a little bit in a relationship to mm. continue to attract a guy. At some point, you were there, have you, or were you? Yeah, no. When you I, were I mean, I've been there. in your early twenties, maybe you're trying to impress a girl. Did you? What was the worst thing you decided you would do to impress a girl? Right, right. So, so I can tell you. I mean, I don't want to use a name, but she's so far removed from my sphere and would probably never listen to this podcast, but. I dated a woman who played on the LPGA tour, and she was a very good player and a really good person and mm -hmm. very sweet. Um, and she wasn't crazy conservative, but her family was very conservative <gasps> from Midwest, very Lutheran family. In fact, the mom was like, believed that there should still be prohibition, like you, there shouldn't be oh. bars, you know. And you know, she played the bells in the church. Like, you think I'm kidding? This is literally how it went. And I was 26 years old when I was dating her, 25, yeah. 26 years old. Not that that's old, but it's old enough to be an adult. I mean, I was traveling around the country for four years at that point, trying to play golf and make a living, you know. And whenever I visited her, she didn't have her own place in, in uh, Minnesota, so she would stay at her parents when she was home, which wasn't very often. And when I stayed at her house, like I, just, I slept on like a pull-out couch in the basement. And they, were, they did fine. I mean, mm -hmm. there were rooms upstairs. Like, I couldn't stay with her. It's not like I was 19 or 18 or 17. Yeah. And, you know, and the, con the conservative part was kind of impressed upon her to a degree. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember in the middle of that relationship, and it lasted a few years, in the middle of that relationship, she was playing in a tournament in Tulsa. It was a, a bigger stop on the LPGA Tour. And I was playing... In a tour event, let's say I was in St. Louis and I flew there to go caddy for her for the week because I had the week That's off. Nice. I took the week off. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal to take a week off when you're playing mini yeah. tours because you're not going to get paid for the week, right? Yeah. And because we were dating, I didn't charge her to caddy for her. And I was probably as good as there was being a caddy, being a player and knowing all there is to know about golf to be a caddy. I mean, what an advantage to have, right? Yeah. And, you know, when caddies get paid like two grand a week, I didn't take a nickel, you know? So I'm going on my way being, you talk about active service. Yeah. Right? And so I go there. I'll never forget this. And I show up the hotel room and like I'm unpacking my stuff and out of my backpack slides a Maxim magazine. Oh. And she just was like, you have a, you know, I, this kind of makes me uncomfortable. So you know Josh now. Oh boy. I mean, I wouldn't have said, hey, you know, you can go shit in your hat if you have a problem with this. But I would have said, look, this is a conversation we need to have. Like, I understand you come from a very conservative background, but if I want to, you know. On the road. this, <laughs> and there were great articles and a lot of, there's a lot of fitness in there, right? And this also happened to be the particular um, issue that had Jessica Beale's photos spread out, which she was cash money. I'd buy that magazine. Yeah, so I'm saying, right? So I just remember going, like, almost feeling like I had to apologize for it. So, yeah, I mean, that is losing your identity big time. And, and I didn't even know what my identity, like, if you took her out of the equation, I didn't know that I was wired hot. I didn't know that I was this person who was happy to be who he was and express himself and be sex positive or whatever, whatever you want to call this, you mm -hmm. know? And I let 
that magazine get thrown out. I'd let that, I mean, I'd let it be where I didn't stick up for myself, say, you know, to her parents, say, look guys, I understand that you have some rules, but I'm going to stay at a hotel before I stay in a different room than your daughter or stay in a different floor. Like at they were making me stay in the basement, old. you know? Right. And you know, that's, that's part of it. Like, I mean, what is losing your identity? I mean, we can define that. I mean, it's just, no. uh, but I think it's just not being your authentic self is just, that thing has been, that phrase has been used so much over I the hate last it. half I hate a decade. That, right. And I really get, even if it's really well explained and, it, and the word makes sense, I struggle yeah. with like really clinical um, catchphrases, you know. Well, she's uh, the one also who's pretending to be someone she's technically not. I mean, obviously, if you weren't I mean, staying we at her had, house, you'd have sex, We right? had lots of, we did a couple of things that I probably never have done with another partner that I've been with. Yeah, see, that's... That's... And I know that when those things were happening, those were very new to her and they, those were stepping out of herself, but she enjoyed them. Yeah. Right? Without getting too graphic. Yeah, Just yeah. like, you know, uh, some things that clearly weren't in her power alley before probably she met me. Yeah. And... I just, yeah, but that's not the only time. Like, I, I would hold my tongue or I would, you know, um, yeah, no, I've absolutely, but as I've gotten older, I just realized that, you know, the only relationship that's going to last, the only one that matters, the one that has value is one where you can be, be yourself and not lose your identity as a parent or yeah. like if someone like you know how I am with Seiko yeah if I started seeing someone and they were great and they were really smart and really pretty and really funny and you know they were and I had Seiko on the weekend mm -hmm. and they're like oh yeah I really there's this new restaurant opening it's a really fancy restaurant and I really want to go to that and it's opening on Friday night and I have friends that's going Friday night I got newsflash I ain't going it's Domino's or Girardi's. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, someone's like, oh, well, you know. And, and to a lot of people, they'd be like, Josh, just, you know, get him a sit or have him go over to his friend's house or, you know, have Joe come over and watch him or something like that, which you would love. Mm-hmm. You would encourage me to go on that date. Then uh, I would just, I would just be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And it's not me trying to be assertive and being like, uh, it's not a power move. It's just, that's me. I want that time with Seiko. So lesson learned to that um, uh, regarding that relationship where you pretended or at least played along with yeah. the parents. Obviously, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work out. And, you know, it was probably inevitable that it wouldn't. But it didn't not work out because I just said, you know, I got to draw the line here, you know. Mm -hmm. And... I'm not going, like, I never stood up for myself. I never, like, I let them not get away with this. It's their house. They can have whatever opinion they want. But we would sit at the dinner table and, you know, her mother would talk about how she thought that, you know, alcohol was, you know, for the devil, you know. And, and at that point, you guys didn't I'm oversitting there. But I'm not oversitting by much. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like Your family owned a vineyard. And, was up and running by that point. I mean, barely, by a couple of years. Yeesh. but. You know, and I knew that, you know, being someone from New York, I wasn't who they wanted their daughter to wind up yeah. with. They wanted some, like, you know, 
Yeah. Pencil pushing. They want an attorney, a doctor, someone that was like a very conservative, very... A pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that yeah. too. So um, why do you think you played along for a little while? Because... I thought you had to. It's just like the same reasons I would write people Fitzpatrick a note and fold it up neatly every night. I just thought that that was the price of admission for being in a relationship. Uh, and that is a really fun phrase that Dan Savage uses a lot. Like the price of admission. Like there are things that you would, you know, gladly, you know, deal with for dating a certain person. Yeah. And, you know, um, would I be willing to, um, yeah, I would still be willing to date someone whose parents were conservative, but I would tease them in the conversation or I would say, you know, I just feel like if I dated this woman later on, like in my mid thirties or 40 or even now, yeah. And we went for Christmas to her parents' house. I still think they would make me sleep on the pull-out couch uh, in the basement. Yeah. At that point in time, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a fan of your daughter. We've been seeing her for a long time. I'm almost a half century old. I'm sleeping in bed with her or I'm sleeping on the same floor. Like, I would not. Yeah. I would, you know, but... You know, it, it's a price. I mean, it, it's a thing. I mean, that's. I mean, not to bring Dan Savage into this, but I, I mean, I think he's brilliant. But just to say, what's the difference between losing your identity and putting up with stuff that you wouldn't? That kind of shapes, reshapes who you are as someone who you don't want to be versus paying the quote unquote price of admission right. in a relationship. I think that's a fun way to talk about. It. Like, you could give me. We, we could do a lightning round. Not that you ever prepared. I you do say, actually you know, this characteristic or this situation, would you call that price of admission or you wouldn't be willing to bend on that? And it's not as simple as non-negotiable because it's something that you, you put up with that, not put up with, but you let kind of redefine you again. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So let's take that scenario and maybe go down the list of things that is a healthy thing. For example, meeting somebody who, if, if, if I haven't spent the last five years being fit and I met somebody who was into fitness or even somebody who's a trainer, um, there yeah. are reasons sometimes to lose your identity of maybe being a lazy bum right. um, and adopting the other person's identity, which is into fitness. Okay. So there's some, you know, just run down the yeah, list of it. Yeah, some positives there, right? Positive things, right, right. Right, and then I think sometimes where it's just, you know, uh, let's say we started dating, you're way into Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, Jesus, And all no. of a sudden, yeah. everyone knows me as someone who's made fun of that my whole life, and all mm. of a sudden, I'm a level three uh, warlock. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, I can't remember. It sounded right. like I yeah, could yeah. have had a thing. Yeah, yeah. If that's a thing, everyone... That was a good guess, and I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. That was huge in the eighties. There was even a movie about play, this. Is that a thing? I never a we, level three warlock. Is I don't remember, I but it could be very possible, actually. Mm. Yeah, warlock. Can we were... cut this out of the podcast? <laughs> we will cut it out if, if we're yeah. Wrong. So yeah. losing your identity that way. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are kind of cute things. Like you know, if um, if. Well, let me give you an example because we have a common friend who's into fitness. Okay. Uh, quite the great trainer as well. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, she made a point earlier and said, "Look, I'm I'm into fitness. I I'm, I teach yoga and I train people for a living, yeah. uh, among other things, and being um, happy and healthy mm-hmm. with the fact that uh, you know she believes that physical fitness is important to the longevity of health and life." And so, she, so I asked her, "What's important to you?" And she said, "Do I need to be dating someone who will take yoga classes with me?" No. Hell no. But do I need to be dating somebody who understands the importance of well-being and physical health and the role that plays in mental yeah. health? The answer is yes. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. So this sounds lovely. Can I get your phone number? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Quite possibly, if, oh. you, if you bribe me. <laughs> you can bribe me with another bottle here's, of Chianti. Here's some delicious wine. <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's no, a balance. You don't yeah. have to completely be into what they're into. I think physical activity, sports, right. fitness is a big one where that's a, tough to, that's a tough one to bend. Because someone that is fairly disciplined with that is not going to date someone who's a total couch potato and then not go to the gym, not go to yoga classes. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think inevitably those people get frustrated with each other. You know, it'll be the weekend and it'll be seven o'clock and that Mm -hmm. person will be like, well, I want to go to the gym. This is my free time for the day, so I'm going to go. And they're like, whoa, I'm sleeping until 10 o'clock. Yeah, that would get Like, I just don't know that one. That one would work out. Right. I don't know that one would work out. So the point is losing your identity doesn't necessarily always mean bad things. It can also mean positive things or things you would like to change about yourself. Yeah, but when someone's like, fashion changes and their look changes that gets a little weird oh that ah, happens. our friend group here in saratoga we had a guy friend oh. whose new girlfriend oh. literally said to him i'm picking out clothes for you you go pick it up and that's Ooh. what you're wearing for our next date and all of us women went uh-uh yeah. not good not cool and he didn't think anything of it, yeah. but that manifested into a really not yeah. so great situation for him. So I agree with you. Yeah, I think I'm at this point in time lose my identity proof. No, both. It doesn't. It doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that I can't talk about this intelligently. Uh-huh. I just know if someone said, "Hey, you know what, Josh? Let me do some shopping for you," and they tried to overhaul my wardrobe. That's a go shit in your hat moment for me. I'm not, that's not going to happen. I, I just, I, I love my wardrobe. Is it very simpleton? Yeah. But that's just my thing. You know, I, it's not gonna, that's not going to change. Yeah. You know, but you got to look further. It's not about the clothes. It's just someone wanting to control you. Ah. Uh, and, and that's part of requiring somebody to lose their identity because... Yeah. Then the other person can control you. That's a bad one. But we were talking about Leah a little bit tonight, and I was trying to give you kind of the rundown on that relationship and how that was, and you know the the, the good parts and the tough parts. And you know, she started playing golf, but I didn't require her to do that. Mm-hmm. She's just like, well, let me pick this up, you know. Yeah. And she got into it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if she still plays. I mean, she lives down in Florida now. I don't know if she plays a good bit or does or doesn't. Yeah. But I don't think that's a bad thing. This is a a tough one to define. Yeah. Another point that was made tonight was that it's important for two people to try to share interests because it's important to one person. So Leah obviously understands the importance of golf in your life 
and she tried it. That's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Now, if she really hated it because she's not allowed to be under the sun and she might get cancer because she has some skin condition, then that would be bad. That would be losing your identity. I know I, I went way far there. Like, but like th the movie Powder? With the <laughs> with the... No, my point is this. Sometimes women and men don't know in the moment that they're losing no, their identity and this in a be relationship. Easy to find. And I it's feel not like we're though. fumbling through it a little bit. And not that we're not doing a nice job. I just yeah. define it for me. I don't want to put you on the spot. So let's take our time. Okay, so this is a fun podcast. Yes. We don't have to we're not doing it for the New York Times. No one's gonna break our chops if we don't knock it out of the park. But like how would you define this? I okay. guess we should have done that in the beginning. But yeah. because I'm I'm struggling with what is it what does it mean to lose your identity? I, I just mean the thing that you believe in, that you forego them for the relationship to kind of work. Okay. And that, and I, I think, I think the the golfer that I dated, I thought that was a good example where, you yeah. know, her family and her identity in her hometown was to be very conservative, and I really struggled to try to play that part or to care for that mm -hmm. um, take on how life should be lived. Right. Does that make sense? It so does absolutely make sense. On, it was a great example. I, yeah, whether it was okay or medium or great. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I probably can't explain that one. But but I just want to make sure because there's a lot of things where, you know. Some of it's easy. So if I saw Leah again. Yeah. And, um, which I'm sure I will. But if she were... The next guy she dated was like a world-class water skier. I'm trying to think of a fringe sport <laughs> oh, no. that takes place in Florida, which I think it did a great job. Water skier is pretty good, yeah. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, you know, I haven't seen you forever. Come over and we'll have a drink. And my boyfriend, uh, Skip, is going to be there. I yeah. keep going back to Skip and yeah, Sally. Yeah, it's okay. The universal other people. And I go over and she's like, oh, just come in through the garage. And I come through the garage and she's got 14 sets of water skis. Mm. I would break her chops. But I don't think that's losing her identity because she got golf clubs. Or I think I got her golf clubs. Whatever. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where is the losing of identity and where is, like, I'm just reestablishing. Now I'm a water skier. Like, she, she got me into running. Okay. And I really got into running for three or four years. Okay. Ran in halves, like a ton of halves all over the world. Like it was a thing. But she just kind of barely fringe introduced me to it. And I would even say that she was that encouraging with it. Right. Um, but she introduced me to it. I don't think it's I don't think I lost my no, I it's just a tough one to Yeah, it, it, it go you go back and forth, right? Did I do it for myself or did I do it for I initiated it for her. Like it was towards the beginning end and the beginning of our relationship and she was running this Ragnar which is like a relay race mm -hmm. and she's like oh whenever people dropped out it's like huh okay I'll do it I don't even run yeah if you don't run and all of a sudden you're in a running event you might die <laughs> and I practiced three or four times and when I say practice I ran two miles then I ran three miles and I ran four miles in this event I had to run four plus miles three times in a day and a half it was yeah. a relay race through the night yes from yes. Saratoga up to Lake, Lake Placid and I ran really fast and almost died after it, but I tried really hard to try to probably impress her. Right. So that's kind of, I was on the fringes there. Yeah, you were. You were. Now, so, to some people, it's actually could be even dangerous emotionally. Oh, some people 
do lose themselves. Yeah, or mentally even. And so I I did look up, Mm -hmm. how do you identify if you're beginning to lose your identity in a relationship? Ah, shit, you should have started with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because we have to get examples. So this is a good place to start. Um, I mean, to to start this uh, portion of the topic. You may find signs that you might be losing your identity in a relationship. You may find yourself, number one, no longer doing activities you once enjoyed. Number two, not making time for your friends. Mm. Number three, giving all of your energy to your partner or relationship. Mm. And I think those are fairly succinct ways to describe um, red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about this a lot among our friends now, which is even though you might be in a relationship that's going really well, you need to make time for your friends and not start losing those friendships just because you want to spend all your time with one person. Sure. Because what made you that person in the first place that they're attracted to is the fact that you socialize with your friends and you have fun with your friends and they, you know, they help you and you help them. Sure. Losing that side of you, I think, is a major mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those all make sense. They just gave three, those three little kind of warning just signs. Just those three as red flags. Warning signs is an amazing song by Coldplay. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that one. I'm, I'm sure I'd recognize it if I heard it. I would be, I don't think it's a bold statement to say that that song would be instantly in your top 30 songs of all time. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a hidden gem. Yeah. It's a hidden gem for all of Is it warning signs related to relationships? Signs. Does it address relationships? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's definitely about Oh, romance. okay. It's going to knock, it's going to knock your socks right off. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. So folks will try to put that in the notes. So have you ever dated someone who tried to monopolize your activities or your time away from your friends or didn't allow you to do the things that you wanted to do because they just always wanted to be with you? mean like buy a Maxim magazine with Jessica Biel on it? (laughs) That's a big one because Jessica Biel was hot back then. (laughs) She still is. She still is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're all early days. Like, I think you, you know, if you're doing relationships right, and you're doing life right, you're trying to improve upon, you know, former relationships, former experiences, and I think, you know, I can, I have funny, you know, fun little examples, like the the notes, you know, when April Fitzpatrick always wanted me to write her a note. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I think we got to the point where I had to, like, print really neatly. <laughs> Your penmanship, uh, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so yeah, I think, I, you know, I changed who I was to try to impress someone else. And I think that's would would be losing your identity. And I just don't want to do that. And I, I mean, that's the beauty part is that it's not just me. It's not like I'm just sticking up for myself. I wouldn't want anyone else to do that either. Yeah. You know, if I were seeing someone now and, you know, we were really in, enjoying each other's company, I wouldn't want them to not spend time with someone else. Um like with their own friends. Correct. Or their family or Oh, even without you. I would never I would never and we've talked about this. We talked yeah. about the whole trip thing, which is a bugaboo for me. If someone I was dating said, you know, I'm going away with my girlfriends or I'm going away solo, in 
no way in hell I'd ever be like, wait, what? You're not taking me? You're not going to take a chat with me? Yeah. I just wouldn't do it. Or if it was a night that I had free and they're like, oh, I'm, you know, it's, you know, my girlfriend Sally's. Yeah. Of course it's Sally's. It's <laughs> Sally's or Skip's right. birthday. You know, I can't, I know you don't have Seiko. I know you're not working, but um, I really have this thing. I'm like rocking out. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. So let me ask you a question. Because we took a we took a fun trip recently. You, me, and Anna mm-hmm. and Seiko mm-hmm. went off to go see a Bush concert yeah. in Waterloo. Right. Seiko came, but he didn't get to go. Did to the anyone show. give you shit about that? Doo, 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 doo. No. <laughs> Good. No. What if you had a girlfriend at the time? She couldn't make the concert, but Anna and I could, as your good friends go to the concert what would happen if that happened what if she said no you can't go what would can't you have go? said oh, i can't date you is what i would say <laughs> not because of anna and i but because of bush what, what do you mean if she said you can't go what yeah would your reason be because well no they're my cool girls fun 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 friend girls we're going or is it because you just want to see well bush? you gotta remember too is that you you guys were very last minute Yes, it was last minute. Yeah. But no, I mean, no, I would not see... Well, the, the whole story with that concert is, is Wes discovered that show before I did. Mm-hmm. I don't have an alert from, like, the Bush website. Listen. Oh, you should. I would consider potentially re-entering the scale of hetero and homosexuality if I had the shot with Gavin. <laughs> However, I don't... I'm not, like... A fanboy where I have it set up to his website, so whenever he announces a tour, I get an alert on my phone. Yeah. You know? So anyways, this tour comes about, and Wes sees that they're playing Del Lago, which is, you know, right there at the exit that we go when we go to see our parents at the winery. Yeah. You know? So he sees it. I don't see it. He goes, I really want to go to the show with you. Because the whole history is this, is my first favorite band, was Men at Work, but that was like, I was like younger than Seiko, right? And that's a great band. That is a great band. band. I actually remember them, yeah. Yeah, I'll straighten my imaginary tie on that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> Don't yeah. mind if I do have that as my first. <laughs> that was the first LP I ever bought was Cargo, Men at Work Cargo, right? Which is the, which is the record, the LP, long play. But it was, that's how old I am. It was wax. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't even know if there was cassettes at that point. This is probably Ooh. 84. Yeah, There's record, probably record players. Eight tracks, whatever, whatever the hell those were. So then we both really loved Pearl Jam. You two, then Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. and we liked Pearl Jam a ton. It was the greatest. Like you know, when we started a band together, Wes and I and a couple of his friends, we played Pearl Jam covers. We wrote some of our own songs, but then I started to really like Bush, and Bush was very controversial at that time because. People saw them as Nirvana wannabes or Nirvana bees because mm. because his voice sounds a little bit like Kurt Cobain's did, and you know the riffs were similar, so it wasn't cool to like Bush, but I did. Mm. So there was a little riff in like musical taste, and then Wes, as the years had gone by, kind of like yeah, they're they're standing the test of time. They're still making records. I do like this. You know, this is good music and. That was like, not as apology, he didn't need to apologize for his musical taste, but that was kind of his, um, what would you call that? It was kind of his way of saying, you know what, all these years later, 
I feel you with the Bush thing. So yeah. he wanted to go to that show with me and with Seiko. It was meant to be a, a, like yeah, a three-person show. Yeah. And then once we found out that it was a 21 and over and Seiko couldn't go, then that opened the door for the third ticket to be given to someone else. Then it was going to be Lauren. I'm like, I don't even get to explaining yeah, yeah. why this concert thing happened. But I don't, you know, to, to share a Bush show for me, it's almost like a religious experience. Of course. And if it's someone isn't like a big fan of theirs, I don't know that I really even want to go to a show with a significant other who hasn't been on the books for years and years. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I just... It's on the list of big things to share. It's like yeah. a big vacation type of thing. Right. It really is. Like, I have a really weird sense of what's important. And I concede that. And someone doesn't have to agree with that. Yeah. But to go to a Bush show... It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, my point in, in make, using that as an example is if you had a girlfriend stuck in Saratoga, she's a nurse, she has to work that night, nurse. and you had a chance... She's sexy <laughs> A French one. Oh. Um, and you had a chance to go, and you were going with two gals, and obviously nothing's going on there, and they said, no, you can't take those two gals. Is that losing your self-identity by saying... I would never say that. If someone said you can't go... Yeah. Because last it's minute, bye-bye. these two, you know, women were like, "This would be a fun show," and you were literally getting into Bush at that point. And last minute, oh yeah, definitely. And I think Anna has certainly some respect for Bush. Yeah. I mean, right? And I just want to speak for you, yeah. So she's yeah. a yeah. Like if if someone just said, "Hey, I mean, I realize it's last minute, but these two humans have vaginas. They, I don't want them to go with you." Uh, that would be a termination point for me. Yeah, that's not a cool. Thing. Yeah, I just that's the thing. It's like I just don't think that. At this point in my life, I want someone to say, you know, but I also at the same time try to feel like I have a decent barometer for if someone said, you know, if I felt like what they insisted on was um, a rational issue, Mm -hmm. then I would concede it and I would say, I can see your point there. Yeah. Like if I, if we were going to spend the night there and they were out of rooms with more than one bed and you and I and Anna had to stay in the same bed, <laughs> then yeah, maybe I can kind of see where that could go oh, a little side. Oh, of course, right. of course. Because I know that if we were all in the same bed, you guys probably wouldn't be able to control yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Even then, I would be like, yeah, you're on the floor, buddy. And I would share. Anna and I would share. I have to go clean that up. Right. She is now physically sick. But wouldn't it be very cool, though? Like, wouldn't that your girlfriend be even cooler when you get home if, if to, to in your eyes, if, she, if you felt like, oh, my God, she's so cool. She allowed me to hang out with these two girls who I know and can be trusted. And they, you know, they slept on the bed and he slept on the couch and they got up the next morning and went, came home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Wouldn't you would respect a... her more to, for, for trusting you? Perhaps, yes. Yeah, because my point is this. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Ooh, I asked. you're starting to talk like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, my I, point is this. I'm trying to make the point Sexy that. Sexy pause. <laughs> Sexy pause. I'm trying to make the half a, two glasses, one glass into a Chianti. Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to make is that losing your identity or allowing somebody to lose your identity inside a relationship um, is not... It, it is unhealthy 
but it's also your partner's job to allow you to keep your identity. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I encourage, like I could not encourage that anymore. Right. And, um, I like having different ideas and different thoughts. I mean, if something is, you know, like back to the golfer that I dated, like if, if it's something that I think, if someone ha- it comes from a different school of thought that is different than mine, that mm-hmm. doesn't make it inherently wrong. Not at all. Right. Okay. We talk all the time in our circle um, about how I like people that look different. I like people that think different. I, I mean, I really enjoy that. Right. Yeah. Oh, I could hear that in the microphone. You take <laughs> Sorry. The yeah. off. Um, I, um, but if it's something that's more like starkly more conservative, I'm, I'm off to I'm off to a bad start. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, and I always root for someone that I see to maintain their identity and their quirks or their anything that makes them them. Okay, so let's take that for example. Yeah. If your then girlfriend said, "Look, I come from a conservative background. I do go to church on Sundays." You don't have to go to church with me, but I do go to church on Sundays. Oh, that's an interesting question. Would you just say then, um, would you, would you just say, would you say, um, uh, okay, go to church, have fun. Cause then that would be you showing your respect for her. She should not be hurt that you're not going to church. Because that's your identity. You're not a religious person. As long as you allow her to go to church and not give her a hard time about it. Does, are you, am I making sense yeah, here? No, like, that's really sense. important, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not suggesting that I would never date someone who was religious or goes to church. But, mm-hmm. boy, we'd have, to, we'd have to be really on with a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the same thing as being tall or you know, being into fitness or mm-hmm. I don't know that would be a great match for me and someone who goes to church every Sunday. Yeah. But if we had a really strong connection mm-hmm. and we had a lot of things in common, I mean, that's not something to look past. I mean, that's not a character flaw to be religious or to want to go to church. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, yeah, of course, I mean, don't implore that I go to church. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do your thing, mm-hmm. and then I will defile you after church. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> do your thing, and I can, that's great. And if you even want to talk about it, that's great. Yeah. You know, I, I, the whole thing is, like, a connection that you can make. We all struggle with dating apps. We struggle with dates. We struggle with first dates. We, we struggle with unsolicited dick pics. You can't, I don't think you can exclude someone from the possibility of dating them just because they ha- they want to go to church on a Sunday. Like, I'm even saying in the beginning of this conversation that maybe I would. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it can, you know? As long as they don't impress upon you that it's something that you have to do. Like, just because I play golf, I would never say, you know, Joe or, you know, Sally, you got to play golf if I play golf. Like, I would never do that. And But you would be upset if she said... 
gosh, you're always playing golf. You know, you don't give a shit about me. You're six hours a day on in the course with Seiko. Screw you. Then, then there's a problem. My, my point is it's not just about me losing my, <coughs> my self-identity and independence in the relationship. It's me also recognizing you should lose or give up. <coughs> I'm choking on the pretzel. Mm. You I'm shouldn't. I, I should be respecting you enough. <coughs> Excuse me. To Wash allow you. Yep. To allow you to keep your identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, but that's just a that's just a quality time thing. I mean, to go back to you know the love languages. You can't. You can't go. You know, on a free day, go spend six hours doing anything. If you're meant to be hanging out, I mean, if you have a plan to hang out, you can't. Oh, I had an emergency nine holes with the boys. I know I was just gonna be gone for two hours. That's just a respect thing. I don't yeah. think it's a. Well, I don't like golf. I don't like. If you if you're in the hot air balloons and you're in the hot air balloon for six hours, and you're only free day together, that's gonna be an issue because you don't get a chance to spend quality time, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just tough. Like. All of these kind of, I feel like this podcast more than any other one has been a situation where it's like all of these things kind of play a role and intertwine with each other. Yeah. You know. These are real issues that are happening inside all relationships. Of course they are. In marriages, (coughs) excuse me, in new relationships, etc. So one of the things I did read in researching. Do you need the Heimlich maneuver? (laughs) I'm trying to act professional here and not choke on the microphone. Yeah. Um, so the, one of the things that I did, um, read when researching this topic is it's actually important in maintaining a successful relationship that both people maintain their own individuality and respect the individuality of their partner. So it's not one way where I have to maintain my individuality. I also have to recognize yours and allow you to stay independent and individual. If you're a golfer, you're a golfer. I'm not going to change that, and I shouldn't change that. Yeah. Um, that's a problem that a lot of people run into, I believe, in relationships. Because um, when you walk into a situation where you, be, you try to become one person or one household because you're so in love, you have to be together all the time, You have to do the same things all the time because you think that's what you're supposed to do. I think that's where things start to go wrong. Yeah, I mean, then then you're sneaking into a whole other podcast of like codependency. That's the point I actually was going to get to. That is the downside of um, trying to intertwine your lives too much is you become codependent. Right. And I just think the longer you've been doing relationships and the more well-adjusted you are, this becomes less of an issue, the losing your identity. Every time I, I say losing your, I want to say losing your religion and break into <laughs> R.A.M. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, you, you, you've got to suss out at some point in time. Yeah. When you are in, get into middle age, uh, I, 
understand what's cool about yourself that is your own little snowflake or fingerprint or what uniquely makes you mm. you and embrace that and that should be what has attracted someone else to you to you right they should not want to snuff that out if they do and if you're too daft to understand that mm. i can't help you that's for yeah. another podcast that's for a lower iq podcast not ours yeah yeah i'm bragging on our audience right now <laughs> okay yeah i agree i mean okay joe you are who you are you know what two or three things like create your subset of master status okay all right mm -hmm. do you think if someone's attracted to you initially they're really going to want to change that or someone who you like is going to want to change that this is why i wanted to talk about this i texted you one day and i said i really mm. want to talk about this yeah i know because even that's a great idea even at this age and this sophistication that i supposedly have all garnered i still struggle with this how so that was a very vague sentence losing my religion if you will yeah all right um, I still struggle and I am. What do you I, give up on? What do you I, feel like you still give up on? I know for a fact that I'm not alone in this, which You're is why. You're pointing at me with a chocolate covered pretzel. It's a very dangerous one. You are one. really mad at me. What no, happened? no, no. I'm making a point. My point is this. Even though at this age with my experience and my background and all the things I've experienced in my life, education, whatever, I still struggle with not losing my identity in a relationship. It is a real issue for, let me just say, someone like me and maybe other women as well because, or even men. What do you feel like you're losing? Get more specific. Um, I struggle with, for example, how much time do I spend with a partner versus spending it with the family and friends that I've developed in this community? Do I spend every night with... The partner or do I say hey I'm going out with my friends tonight and by the way there's a trip going to Mon happening in Montreal on April 21st and we decided it's gonna be a girls weekend no partners oh I'm getting the look right now like it's not a girls weekend but the point is you know the point is even at even as sophisticated as women have gotten even uh, people in their age we do struggle with wanting to keep a relationship and pleasing our partner where you do give up things in your life that you probably shouldn't. You're, you, I'm hearing all of your words. I'm yeah. not confused by any of them. Okay. You should spend exactly the amount of time with your partner that you deem you want to spend. And if he or she wants to spend more, then that is either the compromise or the conversation that you have. Mm -hmm. Shit's easy, man. I'm not trying to say don't ever listen to this podcast again and just, oh, all life decisions are easy. John said so. I got to pull my head out of my ass. I don't need to listen anymore. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is if you're dating Skip and you're hanging out three nights a week, if you deem that to be fun... And two of those nights are a sleepover where you're having the physical intimacy of physicality and 
falling asleep with each other and mm -hmm. waking up with each other, which is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you think that's just right, then there's no issue. If you think that's not enough, you better check yourself. Because if that goes from three to five, are you really going to be happy? Maybe you are. Maybe you both will be. Or if you think that's already too much and you wish you had more nights to spend at Morrissey's or at the Owl or with Anna or whatever the case is, then you, then you talk about that. <clears throat> I'm not saying this is happening, but what if your, your partner or if a partner says, look, I really <coughs> would, would like you Get to a drink stop. Of water. Stop. Because you can't Dude. keep chugging wine every time you have to cough. <coughs> or else Sorry, you're last one. Ship faced. I keep breathing in the crumbs. I'm good. Mm -hmm. um, what do you say then to someone? See, so you're you're still struggling. That's fine. <coughs> and it's now getting you. I'm done. Would you like to drink some kerosene? Maybe yeah. that would be better. Okay. Say, for example, you were dating someone. Yeah. And you really, really like them. Yeah. And you do enjoy when they're sleeping over or hanging out with you. Yeah. But <clears throat> you start to feel like it's too much. Mm -hmm. And they're asking too much and they constantly want to be with you. How do, how do you address that person? How do you say to them yeah. nicely without letting them down? Because you really like them. Yeah. Yeah, it's so easy. All this is easy if you just have the balls to communicate. Like you just got to say... Here's where we're at. You know, we're hanging out, you know, three times a week. And we're having two sleepovers. Thank you. And I think that's where I'm at right now. And I'm not saying that I don't want to get hanging out more at some point. But right now, this is, this is good for me. And can you... Is that something you're comfortable with? Or can you curb whatever your expectation may be? I just... The whole point is, is at this age... You don't need to be starting a family or having kids or cohabitating. Like, that's not necessarily what everyone's looking for. Mm -hmm. So you're looking for some nice companionship, a little bit of physicality, some physical touch, some companionship. You, that's what you're looking for more now. And if you're looking for, you know, someone to help provide with resources and and money and finances and they need a place to hang your hat that's when there ends up being an issue but if everyone is fine in their world like I have my place you have your place I have my kids you have your kids or maybe you don't have kids or maybe I don't have kids you know if everything is set and you have a career and you have your world and you have your friends I think that person's not going to be impressing upon you that they need to spend four or five or six or seven nights a week together yeah yeah it is a challenge though because um even esther perel says this that in every single relationship during her interview with tens of thousands of couples married new relationships and so forth she says that there's one person who is always afraid of losing the other. And then there's one person who is af more afraid of losing themselves. Right? Well, you don't have to see, see the afraid of losing themselves. That is like a meme 
That is some crappy t-shirt that I'm never going to buy. Like, you are in control of whether or not you lose, lose yourself. And if you can't see that it's happening, it's like, I don't want to help you. I forbid you to listen to this podcast. Because mm. that's the struggle right there. You sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't see it when you're in love. Harder. Understand I, that you I'd can like control this conversation, more in life. I love this way. conversation because okay. we've had these for months, yeah. and I love them. Mm-hmm. And they're one of eight million reasons that I love you. <laughs> is that you do listen, and mm-hmm. you do want to get tougher, and you want to get stronger. Tougher doesn't mean less vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Tougher means knowing what you care about, what matters to you, and asking for it. Mm-hmm. Or if you can't get it, deciding to move along. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to explain to Skip, if you're seeing Skip, that he's like, you know, I know we're kind of hanging out two or three nights a week. I'd like, to, I'd like to increase that. Okay. If you want to, then do it. There's nothing wrong with it. That's not a loss of identity. That's doing what you want to do as well. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, God, Anna's cool shit. I, she can't get enough of singing karaoke. We always do karaoke on Thursday <laughs> nights at the Merc or whatever place. You just say, like, Thursday's a non-negotiable. Anna's yeah. my girl, and we're going to go do that. Because Anna sings like a son of a... She's good. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I might really listen to Anna sing. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have yeah. things that you know you've got yeah. to do, then you got to do them. Yeah. And yeah. he's got to love you for it. Yeah. Because that's who... That should be a selling point, man. Karaoke? Yeah. Well, I'm just kidding. like to have I know what you mean. a hobby or an activity yeah. or a friend that you really care for. Yeah. Well. That's got to that's gotta make you happy. That's like sneaking up on going back to the conversation about a metamor. Like where... A metamor? Yeah. Like you gotta, you've got to feel in compersion. You know, you got to feel um. good about you having a great time with someone else. Mm-hmm. And... Having a, a great time with your hobbies, your passions, your the things that you like to do, mm-hmm. your hobbies, you know? Yeah. you got to be pumped about that. Yeah. You know, you always try to balance between pleasing someone because you actually do like them and you want to keep them around, but also saying to yourself, is that really who I am and who I want to be? You want the pleasing of someone to be your characteristics that make you unique to you. Maybe you look nice as well. Maybe you're smart. Maybe you tell a funny joke. But that part that's part of the characteristics of you. And they've got to be into what makes you uniquely you. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. I don't want to make someone me. I can barely fucking stand myself in the first place. <laughs> you know? It's like, I don't want someone that plays golf and runs and works out all the time. Like, I don't need that. I don't want that. I already well, you, have that. It's you were, me. You were married to it, though. It, oh, I shouldn't say it. We had. Married to one. We had golf in common, and that was about oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. But Everyone she's fit, that. and she's active, and okay, maybe I'm assuming too much. Never mind. Let me move on. Fit-ish and okay. active-ish. <laughs> so let me do a, f- a few lightning round questions, because you already answered a couple All of right, them, because right. we're at minute uh, one hour six here. Are we really? Yeah. It, it, this is a Damn. this is a good discussion because it truly is a struggle in every relationship. I don't care if it's a marriage, a new one, twenty year old, thirty year old, forty year old. I'm just I'm not trying to minimize the topic. I'm no, I, saying, you haven't. Here's what I'm trying to say. It's just 
be better at putting your fingers to the pulse of you and what you need. Mm -hmm. You can't be so desperate's a bad word, but you can't be so no, overzealous. A, you need to you need to use desperate, yes. Of having someone to be around to where you're gonna lose your identity. Can't. Because you know why? It's the hot bath and a good book. It's <laughs> goes you know, back to climbing that climbing a mountain in the desert. It's you know, getting a laptop out and writing. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to be a writer. Am I a writer? Probably not. But I love to write. I love to write about my experiences and my feelings. Like, how can you not want to do that? How can that not be an amazing option to going out on a medium date or even a good date? A great date where you have a great conversation and everyone laughs and you have some nice sex at the end? That has value. Don't let me, I'm not trying to say it doesn't, but a good date or an average date or an average boyfriend or an average girlfriend or it. one that's like, you wouldn't rather go hiking in Palm Springs? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't rather draw a hot bath and read an awesome book? You wouldn't rather get your laptop out and write about your day to yourself so you can read about it in 10 years or your kid can read about it in 20 years? After you've croaked? What? Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good and point. furthermore, you're going to change your you about that? Come on, listeners. You're better than that. Mm. Sorry, I don't, mean to, I don't mean to make you run through a brick wall there. Or, or, or you know, we're not meant to be shedding tears on this one. Maybe the love no, language no, episodes I... we can shed a tear on. But... Do you see what I'm saying? I, I totally see what you're saying. And I actually saw it the other night. I covered um, a shift at the bar. Yeah. And there's this girl. She was sitting at the bar, had a glass of wine, mm -hmm. reading a book. Mm -hmm. And I chatted her up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, West Side, right? She's on the West yeah, Side. Yeah, She came in late. She did. And she was there until like 10.30. She was. Yeah, sure. You know what she was doing? She was reading. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of chatted her up and asked her what she was doing. And... Um, recommended Anna's cousin's book actually yeah, because she cool. said her book wasn't, awesome. the book she was reading she didn't really like um and she said you know this is something I like to do yeah my husband said to me go and read your book somewhere I got the kids yeah how cool is that super awesome she was here for hours super awesome um that's that's a good partnership yeah it's a great partnership so All right, give me your lightning round. Well, my the the one thing the one mistake I did make in my early twenties in losing myself, if you will. We all screwed that up, right? I started smoking. Because the guy know, smoked. Because the guy smoked. Did you like smoking? So well, that was a time when I was working, you know, eighteen hours a day and then going to law school at night. Mm -hmm. So I did need a little bit of a stress reliever, and I wasn't a big drinker at all. I don't understand people that smoke and say it's a stress reliever. It's a stimulant. Oh, I gotta tell you, there was something about taking a drag of a menthol cigarette. As disgusting cigarette. as that sounds right now. Come on, Corinne. So I kind of did. Um, like goes. Um, I kind of did for a little while. And the very guy who was smoking mm -hmm. um, said to me one day while I was taking a drag, as crazy as that sounds like right now, because you couldn't imagine me, he goes, that's not really you. 
That's cool. And I put down the cigarette, and that was the last time I smoked a cigarette. Yeah. It was like less than three months or something. But anyway, so yeah, so losing your identity in that sense, I could have lung cancer today if mm. I decided to keep smoking because of a guy. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So lightning round question. Have you ever dated a girl that your family liked or dis? I'm sorry, disliked severely? Yes. The woman I married. <laughs> she knows it. So it's not. I mean, Did you feel like you lost your identity in that relationship by marrying her because your family, who adore you and you adore your family, or. Yeah, I just, I mean, the volume on, on me has turned up so high of not giving a shit about what other people think that that didn't feel like losing my that identity. Just, that was their, their preference. They didn't like them. And it turns out they were probably right. I mean, my days, look. Okay. I ebb and flow with her so much it's ridiculous. And I'm in a good spot right now. So I, I... The one thing I will say to you, and I've said this to you before, as a really good friend of yours who adore you and your son, just focus on the fact that, that you both created this beautiful, wonderful Yeah, but son. I mean, we're not bad enough. And I see her differently now, and I'm learning her better. Yeah. I've learned her better. Good. And I just hope that Matt does in time as well. Good. Um, the last lightning round question I had for you well, is this. Two. There was two of them. <laughs> well, I skipped the next one because you already, it kind of, you answered it already. Mm. The last one is, you're a pretty smart guy. Mm. You read a lot of self-help books. Mm. You've passed some along, some of them mm. to me. Mm. But do you feel at this stage that you can still learn from a partner without feeling like you're losing your identity? Can I learn from them? Yeah. Oh, I learn from people all day, every day. Mm. Could you identify some of those things that you feel you can still learn because maybe you're maturing more, growing more, learning new things, different stage of your life? Like if your partner is has habits that you probably never had. Because this is like the positive side of losing your identity. Yeah, I think they're different things. If you're just asking, can you learn from the relationships that you have or learn from the people in the relationships that you have, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I love to learn every day. That's We talk about this all the time in this podcast, and I, I don't even have to be in a relationship with someone to learn from them all the time, like all mm -hmm. day, every day. Mm -hmm. You know, people that are in my life and been in my life for a long time, I learn from every day, and sometimes it's not learning good things, it's learning behavior that you don't want to replicate, right? But, um, no, I absolutely can learn from okay. anyone that I would date, 100%, 100%. And sometimes they're small things. They're small things that, are, that end up being big things. And, and yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be with someone that I didn't feel like I could learn from, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not as trite as, oh, I'm going to date a trainer and she says that I can't skip leg day, you know? And I, I'm not trying to make a joke of that, but, um, you know, bigger ticket items. Right. You know, maybe I'll watch how, you know, she would handle a relationship with a sibling or mm. a parent. Yeah. Or how, you know, we're getting at that age where, you know, we can lose our folks, you know, and yeah. or maybe how she would handle the loss of a parent, a parent, or I mean, big ticket items, yeah. you know. Um, but 
Yeah, I just, the whole point is, boy, if you don't think you're learning every day, you don't try to learn every day. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. And that's the point I'm trying to make, too, is, you know, it makes it sound like you can't lose your identity. Well, there are parts of your identity where you probably should try to improve or shed, you know. Yeah. Like, I could be a real sarcastic you-know-what. Maybe I should probably lay low on that as I get older. No, that's fine. As long as you yeah. just see it as a function of your sense of humor, then sarcasm is great. If you yeah. end up letting it be, make you kind of a grumpy Eeyore-type person, mm-hmm. we use that metaphor tonight, which I have explained to you. <laughs> right. Eeyore's the grumpy I got it. from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> right. I was never a Pooh fan. <laughs> you said that tonight, and I'm like, Pooh is also a word for shit. So then it just sounds like you're not much of a shit person, but no, no one really is. No one's really into that. Right. But, um, yeah, so I just think that, um, yeah, you always got to be constantly learning, right? Yeah. And it's a good thing sometimes to identify other people's identities or independence because it also um, stimulates, studies have shown that if you guys are different people, um, that you end up stimulating each other and you bring new energy to a relationship that may be getting stale or getting long or getting old. So there are positive things to, quote unquote, losing your identity. I don't want this to be just a negative uh, connotation in a relationship. Yeah, some parts of our identity we probably should lose. This is my point, right? <laughs> right? This is my point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, two sides of that. So, I, I think that's a good topic. Um, but I do I do want to kind of wrap up by saying that we should just know who we are yeah. and who we want to be, which is what you've been trying to tell me in the last year that I've known you. Yeah. And, and who you want to be that. is, it, you know, that's a whole nother, it's not a whole other podcast, yeah. but that's a whole thing that I wish we would have talked about. Because let's say you get to the point where you're like, you know what, I just need to move Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm a battle between a 33 and a 34 waist. <laughs> so I'm going to sit there and go, I'm ordering nude pants. Am I going to order 33s or 34s? <laughs> right? I don't know where this is going, but keep yeah, going. Stick with me, kid. Okay. I'll tie this shit right up for you. Don't worry about it. I'll tie it right in. So when you start a relationship, should you put out there where you're trending, wanting to trend towards, or the sorry sack of shit that you? Oh are? Jesus! No, I don't. Obviously, I don't think that of myself. Right. But I mean, you know, what are we portray? Like that's an interesting one too. I mean, it can be just kind of like wishful thinking of maybe where I'm wanting to end up. You know. Yeah. And uh, but the thing is, like, you gotta be. When you hang out with someone the first time, I'm watching this terrible television show right now called Sex Life. On oh, it's horrible. It is really bad, but for some reason, like, like a train wreck. I can't she's a hot. Off. She's hot too. Yeah, and I think every episode, her tits have to be out. Hundred percent. And someone and has be, to finger her so, in every episode. I was gonna say somebody's rubbing it. By I'm the like, way, you're forty years old. Getting fingered every day doesn't happen, but it happens in every episode. What is happening with her? By the way, the guy in that show, they show a shower scene and they actually show her his dong. But that's, do you think that's It's real. There's a huge article on the fact that it is his true dong. And guess what? They're dating now. It goes down Billy to his... Billy and Brad are dating yeah, now? It's go, it goes down to his knees, basically. It doesn't go down to his knees. Don't do it. Don't do it, Joe. Don't. 
Don't do it. We're looking it up. But he's he's more of a shower, not a grower. Because I watched an episode today where they start making out and his unit is like sneaking through kind of the top of his pants. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just mouthed you that mine does that. But mine doesn't hang when flaccid. Mine doesn't hang halfway down my thigh. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> so I must be more of a grower than a shower because what he shows in that shower scene is intimidating. Highly intimidating. And the husband of Billy, what's his name, Cooper? He just sees it and goes, oh, I'm yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I can't compete with that. Now, all of our, just because we talked about that, all of our listeners are going to watch that show. Oh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a sexy show. Let's put it that way. It's soft right. porn but sexy. Brad is put together nicely, and he's interesting, and he's, he's a record, he has a record label, but he's a bit of a butterface. Do you find his face to be that attractive? What's Brad? a butterface? Everything's great butterface. Oh, you I can't remember. I have to look. They were both Anna, have hot. Have you heard that one? Butterface? <laughs> I have to. I have, I have to watch it again. I, I remember both guys being hot in their own way. Cooper is attractive. I'm not into He's the not whole tall. musician broken... But Cooper's not tall. Oh, see, now I'm, 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 I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. You're long dong, Brad. Like, long duck dong. <laughs> Six feet candles. Um, <laughs> well, this came unhinged. We were tying it up and then I, uh, Josh started talking about... That's an old enough. So can we give him a preview? So wrapping up on um, mm. losing your identity, the, I think the short answer is don't. Don't. But identify the negative parts of yourself that you may want to consider changing. If it's yeah, negative. That's, that's, if you're grumpy uh, and bitchy. Of being and in a relationship. You know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, good um, topic. Good, good job bringing it up. Because we're sometimes, from time to time, we struggle with going, like, what's the new one going to be? Or Yeah. But we got a fun one coming up. Would you like to share with them? Because there's two fun ones, actually. Okay. I, I think you remember one. I know you're surprised that I'm going to bring this up, but we're going to do ahead. a porn episode. Do you watch? How often do you watch? Is porn cheating? Oh, God. Don't Ooh, on that one. Best porn sites, maybe? Best porn sites. What categories do we think it might be fun to check out from time to time and josh will tell you how to roll the dice on that roll one the dice. Ow. so the, excited this is gonna be a fun one and a much more what was the other one they were talking about? i know how can you forget oh. somebody kick them kick them right now the oh, next wow. one the next one is spring and summer is coming uh-huh. oh yeah are coming yeah we all are starting to prepare ourselves for bikini bodies because some like to go to the lake i only wear two <laughs> Borat style. Um, and what are we doing not only to prepare our bodies, but our minds and yeah. our our physicalities. Feeling good about what we And got. emotional. Yeah. And the role of fitness uh, plays in both mental, physical, and romantic health. Because I truly believe in that. I think we should have a special guest for that episode. I do believe I can find a special guest. There's got to be someone... Who's cool, articulate, is, you know, maybe, you know, into fitness and that sort of thing. So Who, who kind of knows her shit. Yeah. It's got to be someone pretty rad. Okay, we'll find one. All right, see what you can if, do. If I, if I can deliver one for you, do I get a 
bottle of Vidal Blanc for free to go? I'll see what I can do. Okay. That's a deal. I can make that happen. All right. Great. Well, um... Sorry for the two-hour podcast. On the Monday night? Uh, no, it's, it's, this is a struggle for a lot of women, so I think... Yeah, no, it's, not a, just no, women, it's a good one. I didn't mean too. it wasn't good. I was just yeah, saying... Yeah, I know, I know. I don't think we anticipated an hour and 30 minutes. What is it, an hour and 30? 23. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, like right. Good night, everyone, and thank you for listening. <laughs>